Welcome to the Aligned Podcast, hosted by Jess, spiritual medium and intuitive healer, and Allie, intuitive astrologer. A conversation between friends sharing our experiences as we navigate a purposeful life aligned, rooted in earth and guided by our intuition. Together, we'll talk about what it's like to be in flow with the universe, sharing the tools and wisdom that we've used to access our intuition, trust the pings, and bring forth healing into our daily lives. You were born with this innate ability to tap into your inner wisdom. We'll discuss how to clear the fears, limiting beliefs that keep you from accessing your highest potential. Our intention is to provide support and create a community for anyone curious about their own spiritual path, regardless of where you're at in your journey. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. So before I sat down to record this solo episode, I felt inspired to grab a card from the Rose Oracle by Rebecca Campbell. It's a really beautiful deck that I keep in my office next to my altar. And I don't use her very often because I'm not, um, I don't do Oracle card readings, but every now and again, spirit will have me grab a card for inspiration, whether it be for a class or for a client. And um, as soon as I sat down, I heard grab a card. And so I'm going to read this card for you because it's so relevant to the conversation that we're going to have today around cord cutting and releasing energy. Um, This card's really, really beautiful. It's a woman um, holding what looks like a rainbow in her hand. It's called After the Rain. It says, silver lining, relief, hope, mercy, it's over, and acceptance. And I thought, oh, spirit, you're so clever. Because when we release energy cords from a person, um, an experience, an emotion, essentially what we're doing is we're we're releasing, we're giving ourselves permission to release energy that may be pulling or taxing on our body that isn't beneficial, right? It's not lighting us up. It's not giving us this beautiful energy that expands our aura. It's actually draining our energy and maybe creating some fatigue or sadness, anxiety in the body. It's just like, oh, right? And so I'm going to go ahead and read this because um, it feels to me like it would be very helpful for those of you who are listening to this specific episode. So again, it says, after the rain, There's something very special and sacred about the moment after it stops raining. The atmosphere has released all that is holding on to, and the earth has been cleared, it's been replenished and nourished. It's a similar feeling to the moment after we stop crying. As those salty healing waters fall, they activate oxytocin and endorphins, which create a shift in how we feel. What was once overwhelming now seems possible, and while we may not know it consciously, it's noticeable and its growth will soon follow. After the rain, it's all about hope, healing, beginnings, and endings. Emotions are soothed, broken hearts are on the mend, times of trial are over, and mercy can be left. There's a moment of relief, a new encouraging silver lining can now be made out 
in the distance? What's been challenging? What's been difficult? It's about to ease up. If you've been going through a challenging time, this card is here to reassure you that things are about to ease. You've been through the worst of it now, and hope is here. These past weeks, months, or even years haven't been straightforward. They're likely asked you to dig deep and endure hardships that have tested you, but now, at long last, there are smooth seas ahead. What you've learned and how you've grown can ever be taken, oh, I'm sorry, what you've learned and how you've grown can never be taken from you. And now it's time to enjoy the warmth of the blessings that life has in store for you. Glorious new beginnings are now possible. Ask yourself, what are you ready to release? I love that. What are you ready to release? I want you to hold on to that intention and think about that because you can release it through your energy cords. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Well, it's morning here anyway. It's uh, 8 o'clock in the morning here in sunny, beautiful Hermosa Beach. I am here on a solo episode of the Align Podcast. So if you are new here, welcome. And for those of you who have been traveling with Allie and I over the last couple years, thank you for always supporting. We love you so, so much. I wanted to take this time to dive into some, well, I'm going to, I'd like to share from experience because that's just the best way that I know how to teach. But I recently posted on Instagram a series of reels um, because I'm, you know, working on exercising my voice, working on, um, you know, the ability of being seen and being comfortable being seen because it is one of my weak points that I am challenging myself to step out of my comfort zone. And I'm not going to lie, there's a little, you know, digging in of the heels, but I am definitely pushing through. So thank you, you guys, for sending in your questions and for also supporting because um, you guys get to see these very, very, very vulnerable parts of ourselves. And oftentimes people who listen to the show end up being a client of either mine or Allie's um, and sometimes both. And they will often share how they see like us or myself as someone who seems very, very confident and is, you know, has this presence and, um, and I'm like, oh, wow, because if they knew what I was feeling on the inside, <laughs> they would know that I'm doing a lot of personal work and a lot of personal healing to get to that point. But I always like to recognize and uh, be grateful what pe- other people see in me that maybe sometimes I don't see in myself. So Thank you for sending in all of your messages and um, and helping me and supporting me in my adventures into reels um, because I am, uh, my only social media is Instagram. I do have a Facebook, but I'm not very present on it. It's really, that's really more for my family and sometimes I'll copy post paste things to there, but I've really kind of taken a backseat on that because 
I'm just not really liking the energy of Facebook. And um, I do get enjoyment out of Instagram, but it's usually through my stories and um, and I post occasionally. But I, like, like I said, I am challenging myself to step out of my comfort zone and be a bit more creative and um, sharing more of these reels. And so you guys sending in questions for me is actually makes it easier because I'm not like on the fly, like, what should I talk about? <laughs> um, and so I recently posted a reel. Um, somebody had asked, I want, uh, asked a question. They said, I want to get my ex out of my space. Like my ex is constantly in my space. And, and even the energy behind that is so interesting too, right? Because it always feels like it has to be negative. And, um, and that's not always necessarily true. Like we're courted into, our partners, our children, like really, really um, um, expanding experiences. But then we're also courted into experiences that we may classify as negative or not so positive. Um, And I'm here to tell you that all of it is a wonderful teacher. And because I am a intuitive healer teacher and practitioner, I love reminding all of you that you are so powerful and you have the ability to tap into your own energy and heal. Um, When I first began my journey, I did not know that this was what I'd be doing for a living. I didn't know that I would be, you know, um, a spiritual medium and doing sessions on the side. At, At that time, I was like, I'm a psychic medium? Like, no, you know, I didn't know that that's what, what was, um, I didn't know for sure that that was a part of my journey. I was literally just trying to understand my experiences and um, and what was going on in my body. And my guides were very clever and they guided me towards two teachers who were their foundational tools and teachings were intuitive energy healing or intuitive psychic healing, depending on what word makes you feel better because it's essentially the same. I used to, and still sometimes do get turned off by the word psychic because, um, even though I am, <laughs> but there's so much of this like frequency behind that word. Um, if you think of, you know, the negative spin that we've been taught through, um, you know, TV outlets and, and, you know, and also in experiences, I mean, there are people out there that don't have the best intentions and do take advantage of people. Um, and that's like with anything though. Right. So, Um, I am learning to um, embrace the word psychic, although I do not call myself that or I don't label myself that as um, um, in my um, workspace. Um, It is something that I am very much connected to. I work with the world of spirit. I can look into past, present, future timelines, um, and essentially that is psychic, right? So anyways, I digress. Um, but oftentimes when people come to see me, they are really overwhelmed because maybe they are leaving a relationship and it doesn't have to be necessarily a romantic relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be a family member. Um, they could be having issues with their children, but oftentimes when people come to me, it's really about relationship, like relationships with, um, their husband, their boyfriends. Um, sometimes I get girlfriends, but I don't have a lot of male clients. I tend to call in um, mostly female clients. Um, so, um, sorry, men, if I am leaving you out of the box, it's just, that's the the people that I draw in. So anyways, 
oftentimes though, um, the, one of the biggest questions that I receive is, um, you know, I'm I just broke up with my ex-boyfriend or my ex-boyfriend broke up with me or my partner, my husband, my spouse. Um, and I just want them out of my space. And so what we can do with that is we can tune into what I call energetic cords um, to kind of get a story. You know, um, you can cut cords very easily on your own. You know, you can close your eyes and take a deep breath and tune into your body and you can say, okay, what am I, where are my thoughts in this moment? Is my thoughts too far ahead of the future? Am I like looping around an experience that really just is getting to me throughout the day and you just can't stop thinking about this conversation you had with somebody and it's just like annoying you and, and all the things, right? It's like lighting you up. You can easily just set the intention to cut cords to any people, places, things, traumas, experiences that are not in the best and highest good of you and your soul and your body. You can do that. Like, and you can imagine that you're severing these lines between you and anyone else or anything else. You don't have to necessarily track where they're going, but here's what I love to do is I like to teach um, the women that I work with or my clients um, how to go a little bit deeper and be curious because I like to get to the root cause of things. I like to track the energy so that when something comes back into your awareness, you'll understand that there is a deeper message there. There's a deeper learning there. Like everyone in your environment is essentially a teacher. Everyone, everyone you run into, everyone you meet is giving you an opportunity to learn something about yourself, learn something about um, another person to learn something about like, uh, you know, we have matching energy with people or what we call mirroring energy with people. And so a lot of times you'll go, oh, wow, like, why is that person bugging me so much? Right? And you can go deeper and go, oh, okay. Oh, I can see that we have something in common here. Like maybe there's a deeper message like from our childhood. And, um, and so I always encourage my girls to go deeper. Like let's track the energy. Yes, you can cut the cords very quickly, but chances are they are going to cord back in because there is a deeper message. So sometimes these energetic cords can just feel like these gentle threads of light that are connecting you again to a person, an experience, a feeling, um, a memory, a time and place, um, or sometimes they can actually feel like for me, um, because I, this is my work, this is what I do, I hold space for people, I can usually tell how much energy somebody is dumping out into something or how much energy somebody is pulling into them. I can also tune into the health of that cord. Um, I'll psychically and remote view the cords between you and this experience or this person and I'll be able to like get a deeper meaning from the cord is what I'm saying it's like oh you can actually like psychically read the cord okay anybody can do this I remember when I first started taking these classes I just wanted to heal myself like I essentially wanted to just be feel good in my body I wanted to feel like grounded. I wanted to feel at peace. I wanted to feel joy. I wanted to 
feel really, really good in my body because at the time I was so overwhelmed and my body was expressing so many different autoimmune um, disorders and I haven't been diagnosed with any, any of those, but my body does essentially express certain things that are firing off that are going not safe in the body, not safe in the body, not safe in the body. And so I would get chronic fatigue. I would have um, digestional um, stuff that was going. I have like these weird skin flare-ups on my belly. I would um, get really, really bad migraines. Um, I mean, so many things that were affecting me and my health, my well-being. Um, and, you know, I grew up in a very like Western world in my in my experience. Like, you know, I didn't feel good. I went to the doctor, got antibiotics. Like I didn't feel good. Take a bunch of aspirin or not aspirin, Advil or Tylenol. Um, it wasn't, I wasn't really, it wasn't really modeled to me to like lean into this natural ability to heal. It was like, oh, you start to get a symptom, you take something, you knock it into tracks, right? But um, around, um, I was like, oh gosh, 2012, something just switched in me. And I, I now have hindsight and I know now that that was like me coming back online and me, my soul was wanting to assist me in like healing my physical body. And so I started being more curious about alternative healing modalities, changing my diet to plant-based, like, you know, just trying to like self-diagnose my, my, my way through every part of my body. <laughs> um, but what I know now is that my higher self, my intuition, maybe my guides were trying to point me in the right direction until I finally like got the message like, oh, okay, I need to like drop in. My intuition is opening up like many of you who are listening. Um, and so intuitive healing was just something that was calling to me. It was a calling for sure. A lot of, a lot of times people are like, oh, I just felt called to do energy healing and Reiki. It's a calling. Like you feel drawn to this energy healing, this different modality of wanting to heal. And I always say like, follow those, those pings or follow those breadcrumbs. Um, and you'll get a little bit of it at a time. And sometimes it won't make sense. But when you look back, you know, and again, in hindsight, you'll go, oh my gosh, I can see where my energy was trying to go. So intuitive healing, again, I was just trying to self-heal. I didn't even know what it meant. It's like, oh, it's intuitive healing. I don't even know, but it feels good. I'm supposed to be here, you know, within like a week of me, like doing this grounding meditation and calling my energy back and cutting cords. I could not believe how good I was feeling. I was so energetic. I felt like I was walking taller. I was feeling more confident. It was just, I felt good. I was getting good sleep at night. Um, and so, yes. And so cutting cords is a huge part of energy healing, psychic healing, intuitive healing. It's, I call it like spiritual maintenance. It's like brushing your teeth. You should be doing it every day. Okay. I do it every day. I do it every day after a client. I do it before I go to bed. I'm like constantly cutting cords. If I was hanging out with somebody who maybe I was pulling in some of their like ooh, energy, you know, funky energy, I'm like, okay, let me just release this energy from my body. Again, not with judgment. I used to be judgmental. I'm not going to lie. Like when I first started doing this, I used to be like, ew, someone else's energy is in the space. Oh, sorry, I had to adjust my legs. Um, and so over time, I started to realize like, oh, wait, if I'm saying ooh to that, I'm essentially saying ooh to myself because if I'm corded into somebody, if somebody's corded into me and I've allowed that to come into my space, there's a deeper meaning. There's an understanding. We have an agreement with one another. 
And so, again, oftentimes people come to me with this sense of like, oh, gosh, why does this person in my space? So I'm going to tell you a story. And this is long before I even discovered energy healing and intuitive healing. Um, I was in a relationship that at the time I would have classified as toxic. And um, like, no, it was just – and everything in my body – told me this was not a good relationship. But my party mind or my mind that was like, I just want to have fun, was like, this is so fun. Even though my body, everything in my body was like, you don't trust this person. This person's a dirty dog, right? But I went against my intuition. And I was always somebody in relationships who was, I was like, I'm not going to give you problems if you don't give me problems. Like I trust you unless you give me a reason not to. And I expect the same in return. And I was very fortunate. I was very, I was always surrounded with some pretty amazing people in my life. Now, was I amazing at the time? Absolutely not. I was emotionally unavailable and I was not in a, like a very good place. I shouldn't have been in relationships. That's just the truth, but I'm a Libra and apparently we don't like to be alone. So (laughs) But when this relationship came into my life, I knew it to be a lesson. Like midway through, I was like, oh crap, this is a huge lesson for me because here I was in this relationship with this person who I did not trust. He gave me every reason not to trust him. Everything in my body was telling me that he was unfaithful. And when I say everything in my body, like a woman's intuition is legit, okay? But when you get a rumbling in your body, like an earthquake, and somebody is looking at you and telling you that they are an honest person and you, and and everything in your body is telling you, I don't believe you. My body doesn't believe you, but why am I going against my intuition right now? I did it anyway. Again, I'm so grateful for the experience because I learned so much. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't want to wish that pain on anybody because it was very deceitful and very mistrustful. And, but again, I'm gonna, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I'm going to go full circle here. So here I was dating this person who I knew the moment he cheated on me. I was in New York visiting a friend, and this person that I was dating was on a trip um, down in um, – I want to say Turks and Caicos or something like that, but I can't remember exactly. Um, At the same time, I was with my friends in New York, visiting a friend in New York. He was with a bunch of his friends going to this trip. And I was like, no, it's all good. Like I go on trips with my friends. I'm a good girl, like whatever, right? But when when I landed in New York, I knew it. I felt it in my body. I felt it. I didn't say anything to any of my friends, but my friend actually said something to me. My friend in New York, my friend Scott, who if you're listening, thanks, buddy. Um, he was like, wait, he's where? And I was like, <laughs> he's like, he's where? And I was like, oh, he's hanging out of this place. He's like, oh, girl, he's definitely cheating on you. <laughs> I was like, oh, and then when he said that, it was almost like he, he, he just validated it for me. But I was like trying not to be that girl. You know, don't be that girl, Jess. Like you're hanging out in New York with your friends and you're not doing anything, you know, like just like, you know, whatever. So I got home and I rem- I just knew it was like this strong sense in my body. 
And then I started like reconciling with myself. Well, what if he did cheat? Would I forgive him? Like, would I do this? Would I do this? Like, da -da 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 -da. like just even though my body was like alert, 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 I was still trying to talk myself off the ledge. And here's why. When I was younger, my dad was unfaithful to my mom when I was really little. And I knew it before anybody was even talking about it. I just knew it. I had this ability to know things at a very young age, like most children do. We just know things. We feel things. We understand things that people aren't saying, but we can feel and read the energy because we are energetic beings. And children are highly sensitive to their surroundings. And so I knew, and I remember it trying to be like the secret you know, and but I knew in my body and I didn't have the words to express because I was really little. And that essentially informed me in my relationships moving forward because here I see my mom, she has this like this sadness on her. I feel what she's not expressing. And I remember getting a little bit older and actually telling her, I, I want to say I was five and telling her, you know, you and dad can leave each other and you're going to be really, really happy. And I remember she said to me like, oh, you don't do that. Like, you know, when you have, a ch when you have children, you keep the family together. And I was actually surprised that she had said that to me when I was that young. Um, and now that I'm actually saying that, maybe it wasn't even like a verbal conversation. It may have been a telepathic communication because my mom is not somebody who expresses herself. That is wild. I just had that download. Anyway, um, so that just informed my relationships. I, I felt like I felt the betrayal. I felt the mistrust. But then, you know, of course, my mom worked it out with my dad. Um, and, and then I witnessed my dad um, my whole life who was very, like, protective, very, like, he was, like, he didn't want my mom to go places without me or my brother. Like, it was very – so growing up, I was like, ooh, I don't want to be in a relationship like this. I am never going to be, you know, in a relationship that – um, allows me to be jealous or, or what be in a relationship with a partner who's trying to like hold me down. Like, I don't want that. I'm a free bird. Right. So as I got older, if anybody kind of showed me that, like that sense of like jealousy, I would test the shit out of it. I'd be like, Nope, that ain't working out for me. You gotta get, you like, you gotta get used to this. This is who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who's trustworthy, but I will not be held down like this. Right. So I was very, 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 very emotionally immature all through my dating years of my 20s. Like when I say like emotionally immature, every person that I ever dated told me that I was emotionally unavailable. And I would say, yep. And I would say it with such like, like gusto, like I sure am. Um, so by the time I found this relationship that I was in, I was realizing Oh my God, here I am in this relationship that feels so unsafe. It was everything I thought I would never, ever be into. And I also knew that I wasn't going to marry this person. I knew that I wasn't going to have kids with them. I remember we had this discussion and I go, oh, no, 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 this is, we're never going to get married or have kids. It wouldn't work, right? So it was like I knew it and I had the discussion about it, but I still just was like staying in this vibration that was unsafe to me and it was like just made me do things that I can't even imagine I can't even believe I did 
because I was like, I just got to figure this out. And what this person doesn't know is that I was getting like messages about what this person was doing. It was like this knowing about what this person was doing. I would know within a second. And I had some pretty clever girlfriends, let me tell you. Um, and so anyways, fast forward to the end of that relationship. And again, I had this knowing in my body something was happening and I just went with that and followed that energy. And it was like really hilarious story that I'll probably tell in full detail one day, but maybe not right now. <laughs> Because it's wild. Um, but um, I remember feeling so betrayed. We broke up, felt so betrayed and so like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I remember I was crying. My mom lived in San Diego and she drove up right away. And my mom has this very calming energy. She's just so calm. Like she's a wizard. I like aspire to be like her now. Um. And she came up to me and I was sitting on my porch at the time and she had just arrived and she came up the steps and I was just a mess. I was so sick to my stomach. I felt so betrayed. I felt so violated. I was just like, how could somebody do this to me? I would never do this to somebody. And, um, and at the same time, this person kept calling and calling and calling and call it was just like nonstop. And I was like, ah, oh, I just need this person out of my life, you know? And I remember my mom had said to me like, you know, you're not married and thank God you don't have kids. You have no ties to this person. And I was like, oh my God. In that moment, I realized why that relationship came into my life. I was like going through a cycle of wanting to heal on a very subconscious level that pain and that betrayal that I felt my mom went through because that infidelity happened again when I was 17-ish. And again, I knew my dad was being unfaithful to my mom. I went and found my brother and I said, John, I think dad's being unfaithful. And my brother says, I didn't want to tell you, but I think so too. So we both got this like intuitive knowing it got recycled again, right? Here we are. I was a little girl. Now here I am 17. It like blew up our, my relationship with my dad. It like, it literally, I like cut ties off with my dad for a very, 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 very long time. I couldn't like, even though I knew that they, sh they shouldn't be together because I knew it. I saw it when I was little, they weren't going to be together. But there, that part of myself my inner child was obviously still very scarred by it, even though I had this like face that was like, it's fine, right? So here I am in this relationship that is mirroring the same behavior that I witnessed as a child, that I witnessed as a 17, 18-year-old girl. And then I'm realizing the judgment that I had on my mom for staying. I was like, oh my God. It was almost like, I don't want to call it karma because obviously like maybe his karma, but it was just like this full circle of like, oh my gosh, like why did I feel like it was okay for me to be in this relationship that was so disrespectful and so like, it was just so toxic in a lot of ways, right? And then I realized in that moment that, oh my God, it was coming up for, for it to be healed, 
was coming up for it to be healed. Okay. So this was long before my like major spiritual awakening. I've always been a spiritual person, but this is long before like my like when, you know, when spirit like kicked my door and was like, right. At least that I realize anyway. Um, and I was in a different time and space. I mean, I was drinking a lot, going out with my friends, partying. Like I was just like, I was not in a very grounded space. I wasn't in a very healthy space. Like honestly, if I think about it, you know, um, but again, that relationship ended and, um, and the same year that I met my husband, Paul. So to this day though, I will still have dreams about certain partners that I share time with, like certain exes. And I don't have a lot. I think I have like five exes total in my life. <laughs> um, and most of them were friends first. Um, I, yes, I think he was the only one that wasn't a friend first before we started dating. But, um, and so every now and again, I'll go through these themes of like dreaming about an ex and I'm in the same experience as I was at the time that I was with them in that relationship. So I'm so still feeling the same thing, experiencing the same thing. And it ranges from that relationship that I would classify at that time as toxic. Now I don't. Now I'm like, nope, it was a beautiful learning and lesson. It, it showed me where I need to heal. But at the time, I would have classified it as a very toxic relationship. And I still, and I also have dreams about exes that, where I made the decision to leave and I got to see and feel like the very immature parts of myself that just didn't feel worthy of receiving the type of love that those partners were trying to give me. And so um, what I like to do with that is I go, okay, I just, it just happened a couple months ago. I was like, oh my God, like, so like Xville. It's like every X is like showing up this week. Like what's happening <laughs> in my dreams? And I'm like, and I'm waking up and I'm going, oh man, I'm so, feel so bad that I treated that person that way or, you know, and then I like, I'll do like an energetic healing on it and just send so much love and like, and like release the cord and also have love for myself. Right. But the reason why I shared that whole like story or those stories in my experience is that for you to understand that there is a deeper message. There is. So I was having dreams about the same ex just recently, like, I mean, I mean, I was like, oh man, you're back. Like, I remember thinking that in my dream, <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> and, um, but what I realized is in the dream, I was still getting that like contraction in the body where it's like, oh, right. And so I was like, oh, there's more there. I haven't released it all. Yeah, sure. I say I forgive and I've moved on and like all of these things, but my body hasn't released the trauma at a deeper deeper level at, at the root. And so what I do with energy cords is I go, okay, let me just, I, well, I like walk through psychically through the energy cord and I'm like very, cause I'm an investigator, I like to investigate things. And I go, okay, like, where is this in my body? Okay. Okay. I'm feeling it in my sacral, you know, and I like really like tap into it and I honor and I love myself through that experience. And the truth is, is I honor and I love that person for the experience. Did it make me feel good? No, it didn't. But I have to have gratitude for the teaching and the experience for me to understand that my soul was asking me to heal 
my relationship with my dad because that relationship with my dad informs all of my relationships. And so for me, when these exes come into my space, it's not a like, God dang it, get out of my space. It's not, it's not from that, that like resistance. For me, especially someone who holds space for women within the womb space, it's important for me to always nurture that space. It's important for everybody, but it's really important for me to bring healing through those spaces so that when somebody comes in to see me who's also maybe experienced some infidelity, I'm not dropping into Jessica's wounding and going, girl, you got to leave that guy. He's a cheater. Like, no, if I, if I didn't heal myself and if I wasn't aware of those parts of myself, that would bleed through in a reading, right? Like you have to be so neutral as a sitter and so loving and so understanding and have compassion. And there's, you have to be in zero judgment of people and their experiences because we've all been, you know, we've all had, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And so if we can show compassion for ourselves, show compassion for the other person, like maybe like why they made some of the decisions that they made and again, why we collided into each other, I have gratitude for that. And so why is your ex in your space and how can you release them from your space? That was the question. What I would encourage you to do is sit in like a prayer, meditation. You need to get quiet. Okay. I'm not saying like you have to sit in a silent, silent room for, you know, 25 minutes. I, I very much enjoy like a guided meditation. I love to journey me personally, like through a visual meditation, but you need to do what feels good to you. Like what makes you drop into that sweet spot, right? Sometimes it's like when we're washing dishes, we're cleaning the house, Sometimes it's like when we're actually listening to some like good vibe music or driving, you know, you have to find your spot. Some people do really well just sitting in silence and all those things. And so I've been able to kind of figure out what works for me. It's very much being in nature. It's very much going on a guided meditation. I love going into meditation or sinking into my bath and just like, okay, what does my body want me to know in this moment? You know, things like that. But find that quiet time and I want you to hold gratitude for the person, the experience. And sometimes it's hard to find that, right? When somebody, when you feel so hurt by somebody, but here's the reason why. When you invite in gratitude and love, you're actually bringing it in for yourself and you're also like, wanting to extend that love to the other person because listen, the other person that may have hurt you also has their own wounding that informs them on how to make their own decisions as well. There's always something deeper. There's always something underneath the rug. I talk about this with my daughter all the time. She's like, mom, oh my gosh, this person's been so mean to me. And I just, oh, she, I just don't, I don't even know if I want to be her friend. And, da, 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 da. and I just let her, you know, say her thing. And you know, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe take some space, like da, da, da. And then she'll come back the next day and she'll say, oh my God, mom, I just found out that she's going through this, this, this. And oh, I just, no wonder why. I'm like, exactly. We always have to understand that there's always something going on behind the scenes that we can't see. So if we can have some love and compassion, understanding for somebody else, we can also bring it into our own body. So just do that. She's like, okay, I feel this person in my awareness. And when you drop into that energy, like ask yourself in your body, like where am I feeling this in my body? Like 
even right now in this moment when I'm thinking about this relationship, which was 16, 17 years ago, maybe 15, 16, no, it's at least 16, I feel it so deep in my stomach and I'm like, oh, and when I ask my stomach, I'm like, okay, what is, what is that? Like, what is, what am I still holding on to? And oh, I'm see, like I just asked my body, I heard shame. Like I'm ashamed that that happened to me. And that's so true. Actually, when I'm thinking, when I'm thinking, when I just heard that, I didn't want to tell a soul what happened to me because I was afraid of being judged. And even as I just said that right now, I just felt this whole energy ball open up in my belly. Awareness and acknowledging yourself and your feelings is so big, especially when it comes to energy healing. It like dissolves things very quickly. And so you ask yourself, like, where am I feeling this? Like, where do I, do you feel tight in the body? Do you feel emotion in the body? Do you feel anger in the body? Like, oh, anger is like a a big one. We got to move out of the body, right? And then you like ask yourself to like bring that cord. I would like to almost imagine you're holding it in your hand a little bit. And you just ask, like, what is the biggest lesson and learning in this for me? Where else in my life did I hold shame or did I feel like I needed to be quiet? And as I'm saying this, I'm getting messages right now, right? It's going back to my dad. Oh, you guys, we don't talk about this. This is a secret. We will never share this, right? Shame, ancestral. It's imprinted in the cells. It gets passed down through the generations. And so I'm actually doing a healing right now in my ancestry as I'm recording this podcast. And I'm feeling a very strong tug in my uh, womb space, which is the relational center. So again, it's awareness, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. I understand that this is actually something bigger than this person or this experience is actually informing or showing me where I'm still holding trauma from when I was a child, right? And so then what I like to do is I like to imagine my little self at whatever memory that pop- pops up. You may get multiple memories that pop up. Right now in this moment, I'm seeing my younger self. And so what I do is I encourage her and I say, you are safe. You are loved. It is not your fault. You are free to express how you feel. You don't have to hold on to any shame. You let it go. And I imagine that I'm holding her like you would a little kid and you just tell them how much you love them. And then what I also do is I'm actually doing it right now is I'm saying to the other person, thank you. Thank you for the experience. Thank you for teaching. I release you now with love and with kindness. And then I imagine that I'm cutting the cord and I do it with love. Because energy will mirror whatever you give out, you will receive. So if you're giving out hate, you will receive the same vibration back in your aura and you will feel drained and sick. And so find love and compassion for the experience, for yourself. And it's really for yourself. Think of it that way. Like you're just loving yourself so much that you're not going to allow this experience to drain your life force energy anymore. And then, you know, after we like release these cords, I always like to shower 
and replenish myself in my own light and the light of God, the light of universe, the light of creator. I just allow myself to be like enveloped in this love and in this light. And I also affirm that I'm 100% replenished and in my own light. And it's, it's a, it's a really easy thing that you can do, but it's so much richer when you dive into the experience and maybe go back in time a little bit and get a bird's eye view of what the bigger lesson and learning is in that experience. And so that is why sometimes we will feel an X looping in our space because we are unhealed in some way, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. But you can do this on your own. I mean, this is why I love teaching intuitive healing because it was like when, when I was like, I can do all of this by myself. I don't need to like pour all of my shameful secrets into somebody's ear. I can just sit with spirit and sit with my soul and sit with God, like sit with consciousness and just let go. Well, yeah, I'll do it, right? And so anyways, don't feel so... Um, don't give your power away is what I mean. Don't like give your power away when you feel somebody in your space. You have you have all the power and the love in your body to say, please exit my aura. I do this all the time with my clients too, right? I'm like, just breathe into your body. Fill your whole body with love, whether you witness that as a color, a feeling, a knowing, right? You're just imagining you're in your own light. You're just breathing into your body. And you just set that intention. You say, okay, anything or anyone that's in my aura, just take a step back all the way out of my aura. You'll actually feel your energy shift, especially behind the body. I always, I always feel like it's like you're like if you're in a crowded store and when people are pushing up against your, you know, they're in line and they get really close and you're like, God, get out of my face. <laughs> it's the same thing with energetic beings. It's like the same thing with energy. We're all energy in a physical body, right? And so you can even say that like, okay, I just, you know, I'm feeling a little tight around my neck and shoulders and my, I'm finding this tension in my body. You know what? Let me just take a deep breath and I'm just going to Ask everyone else's energy to get out of my space, right? And then you'll feel your energy shift. That's just like a quick little reset, but cutting cords is a little bit deeper. You can go deeper. You can you can actually have fun with it too. You can cut cords to like traumatic experiences. Like I had like, I'm constantly cutting cords with things that scare me. You know, I'm just like, oh, there's that, there's that little voice again. And so now... Like when you're, when you're doing it on a regular basis, like when you're really intentional about your energy and owning your energy and understanding your vibration, then when these things come in that would have felt like, ugh, in the body, it just comes in as information. Like that constriction kind of dissolves and you're like, oh, there's that thing again. Okay, well, what, what, what's what's coming up for me now? Like what's, what's like making that like pop up? What's making that feeling pop up in my body? And then you ask again. Again, everyone and everything is a teaching moment. 
and you are so powerful in your energy and and you are pure love and you are this bright light and, and you can literally exercise this light and this feeling. You just have to take time to tend to your little heart and tend to your body and tend to your needs and have boundaries and, and all of those things. So again, that was like my little rant. Gosh, I wonder if I don't think I said any names, did I? If I did, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to um do a little doot doot beep beep. <laughs> Anyways, um, I hope that uh, was very helpful. Hope that was helpful for you guys. I just kind of went on a little tangent about cords and energy healing and intuitive healing and um, and how you can really empower yourself to be okay if somebody comes into your space and be okay with creating boundaries around your space as well. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I will be recording a few more of these mini episodes um, answering your questions. So please continue to send them in. I love hearing your questions and curiosities. And also, like, I love hearing your experiences too. Thank you guys so much for trusting me enough to share those, um, you know, some of your private details within my DMs on Instagram and in your emails. It's uh, it's so sweet. And I'm, I'm here anytime you need me. So you guys have a wonderful day and we'll see you soon. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with friends and family, and follow us on Instagram. For more details on this episode, please see the show notes. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.